April 22nd. Our reading in the New Testament today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 1 through 28. Here's what's going on there in Luke 21. It talks about maintaining the temple. Many of the religious leaders were corrupt, but the temple was still the place where God put His name and where sincere people could worship Him. Jesus did not criticize the people for supporting the temple ministry, but He did notice what they gave. The proportion, not the portion, is important. See, those who give the widow's might give their all, not their least. And it talks about the temple being destroyed. This is Luke's version of the Olivet Discourse, found also over in Matthew chapters 24 and 25, and also in Mark 13. He is the only gospel writer who deals with our Lord's prediction of the fall of Jerusalem. You'll only find this here in the book of Luke which did occur in A.D. 70. The rest of his report describes events in the last days before the return of Jesus Christ to the earth. You know, he is coming back soon. It will be a time of testing and testimony, oppression and opportunity, vengeance and victory. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. April 22nd, the book of Luke chapter 21 Verses 1 through 28. While Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people putting their gifts into the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two pennies. I assure you, he said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. Some of his disciples began talking about the beautiful stone work of the temple and the memorial decorations on the walls. But Jesus said, The time is coming when all these things will be so completely demolished that not one stone will be left on top of another. Teacher, they asked, when will all this take place? And will there be any sign ahead of time? He replied, Don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming to be the Messiah, and saying, The time has come, but don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yet these things must come, but the end won't follow immediately. Then he added, Nations and kingdoms will proclaim war against each other. There will be great earthquakes, and there will be famines and epidemics in many lands, and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs in the heavens. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons, and you will be accused before kings and governors of being my followers. This will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So don't worry about how to answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply. Even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, will betray you, and some of you will be killed, and everyone will hate you because of your allegiance to me, but not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will win your souls. And when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that the time of its destruction has arrived. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. Let those in Jerusalem escape, and those outside the city should not enter it for shelter. 
For those will be days of God's vengeance, and the prophetic words of the Scriptures will be fulfilled. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for mothers nursing their babies! For there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. They will be brutally killed by the sword or sent away as captives to all the nations of the world. And Jerusalem will be conquered and trampled down by Gentiles until the age of the Gentiles comes to an end. And there will be strange events in the skies, signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And down here on earth the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. The courage of many people will falter because of the fearful fate they see coming upon the earth, because the stability of the very heavens will be broken up. Then everyone will see the Son of Man arrive on the clouds with power and great glory. So, when all these things begin to happen, stand straight and look up, for your salvation is near. There are only two animals on the planet that the Creator identified Himself with. The first one is the eagle. The eagle. And the second animal is the lion. And when I identified those two animals as his favorite to identify himself with, I recognized I better study these two animals because if he is the leader of the universe and I want to be a leader on earth, I better find out the nature of these animals and also the at attitude of these animals. And I discovered that both of them are the kings of their domain. The eagle is the king of the bird kingdom. And the lion is the king of the animal kingdom. But let's talk a little bit about the lion. The lion has what I call the spirit of leadership. And this word spirit here is referring to attitude. Everybody say attitude. A leader has a attitude that makes him or her different from followers. Now, the lion is the king of the jungle. But the lion to me is a great source of encouragement to all of us. I want you to write this down. Remember this as long as you live. Number one, the lion is not the tallest animal in the jungle. Number two, the lion is not the largest animal in the jungle. Number three, the lion is not the heaviest animal in the jungle. Number four, the lion is not the smartest animal or the most intelligent animal in the jungle. And yet, when he shows up, they all run away. Well, here's one of my favorite quotes that I put in my books. And I believe it really brings home the point. An army of sheep led by a lion will always defeat an army of lions led by a sheep and the answers to that dilemma is this because leadership can transform cowards into violent warriors the right kind of leadership can transform a timid into bold people who are fearless leadership is that powerful leadership can walk into a camp of depressed people and in 20 minutes, they have turned on into unbelievable, powerful armies. Because leadership determines everything. 
The lion is the king of the jungle because of one word, attitude. Everybody say attitude. Write it down, attitude. The lion has a different attitude that makes every animal afraid of him. Now we don't want to lead by fear, but it does take respect for you to become a leader. When I use the word fear in the jungle, we're talking about respect. The elephant respects the lion. The hyenas respect the lion. The, the giraffes, they respect the lion. What makes these massive animals respect such a small cat? The attitude is the difference. For example, a lion will see an elephant and the thing that comes to his mind, one word, lunch. I could eat this thing. And he acts the way he thinks. Now here's another amazing mystery. The elephant is larger, bigger, stronger, more powerful, heavier, and more intelligent. And yet when the elephant sees the lion, one word comes to mind. Eater. Attitude is a product of belief. You cannot have an attitude beyond your belief. So your attitude comes from your belief system. The lion is the king because of what he believes about himself. Today, we finish up our reading in Psalm 89 with the final verses, and it talks about when Jeremiah viewed the destruction of Jerusalem, that he may have felt as Ethan did when the king was defeated and dethroned. Instead of questioning God's faithfulness, Jeremiah reaffirmed it, Great is your faithfulness. And the point for you and me is simply this, never judge God's faithfulness on the basis of what you see or how you feel. He is faithful, and His promises do not fail. Psalm 89, verses 38 through 52. But now you, the Lord, have rejected Him, David. Why are you so angry with the one you chose as king? You have renounced your covenant with Him, for you have thrown His crown in the dust. You have broken down the walls protecting Him, and laid in ruins every fort defending Him. Everyone who comes along has robbed him, while his neighbors mock. You have strengthened his enemies against him, and made them all rejoice. You have made his sword useless, and have refused to help him in battle. You have ended his splendor, and overturned his throne. You have made him old before his time, and publicly disgraced him. O oh Lord, how long will this go on? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? Remember how short my life is, how empty and futile this human existence. No one can live forever. All will die. No one can escape the power of the grave. Lord, where is your unfailing love? You promised it to David with a faithful pledge. Consider, Lord, how your servants are disgraced. I carry in my heart the insults of so many people. 
Your enemies have mocked me, O Lord. They mock the one you anointed as king. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 20 through 23. Whoever walks with the wise will become wise. Whoever walks with fools will suffer harm. Trouble chases sinners, while blessings chase the righteous. Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. A poor person's farm may produce much food, but injustice sweeps it all away.